Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And today I have a really fun guest with me. I had the opportunity, I met Sharifa Hardy on her talk show. She's the host of the Roundtable Talk Show, which is on Facebook, on online, and it's it's an amazing opportunity to hear from so many different business people, but let me tell you a little bit more about Sharifa and then we'll get to talking to her. Sharifa Hardy is a business consultant, author, talk show host, and producer at Busy Girl Productions, a candidate for 2024 California State Senate District 33 and president of the Black Chamber of Commerce, Long Beach area and an influencer. She is the host of Ask Sharifa videocast and podcast, as well as the Roundtable Talk Show and Face-to-Face Talk Show. Sharifa is the author of Signs You Might Be an Entrepreneur, How to Discover the Entrepreneur in You, and the ebook, Everything You Need to Know About Social Media Marketing. Oh, this is going to be a fun talk today, Sharifa. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. I loved your energy since the first time I met you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I am so impressed. First of all, the show that I got onto with you is the Roundtable Talk Show. And the variety of people that you attract to this show, it was such a great conversation. I had a wonderful time on your show. Tell us what inspired you to start the Roundtable Talk Show. Well, I always tell people I launched the Roundtable Talk Show after my run for Long Beach City Council. So I always say they wouldn't give me city council, so I took the Roundtable. But I am going to have a platform to have a voice to discuss current events and what's going on in the world. Oh, I love it. And especially how it seems to be impacting entrepreneurs, right? Because it seems to me that obviously entrepreneurs are your passion. So how did you get into the world of entrepreneurship and busy girl productions? It all started in 1994 when I built my first website. I knew then the only way to be able to be a stay-at-home mom and to have some sort of income was the internet. And so over the years, I've had so many different websites, but there's never been a point of time since 1994 where I have not had some type of online presence. And so I just started helping other business owners and they watched what I was doing. And so the whole Ash Sharifa brand was born because so many people wanted to know about the internet, SEO, SEM, social media marketing, funding, raising capital, how to grow a business. And there were so many questions and I just wanted an opportunity to share them. So for years, I just did one on 
one-on-one interviews. And then when I launched the Roundtable Talk Show, I just had this vision of people coming together. And now we're over 200 episodes. But when I first started, I was a little nervous. Oh, yes, over 200 episodes. I was nervous. I was like, how do you take five strangers from different backgrounds and throw them into a conversation? I I didn't know what was going to happen. But what I found is that we have more in common than we do that is different. And so I just love the people, love the connections that guests have made. So many people have received new clients, orders, sold books, made relationships. So it's just networking that people just share from. And so I'm just honored to be able to host it. And you do such a great job with that hosting. I've got to say, I hadn't heard of the show before I was invited to be on it. And I now follow it and Uh have been peeking in on shows. I'm not always able to comment, but if I'm sitting here working, I might have it playing in the background while I'm listening. And I so enjoy the way that you interact with your guests and how you encourage us to interact with each other. So the things that I've learned from following your show have been great. And they have helped me and helped my business as well. And there have been even some people that have been like, "Mm, note to self, reach out to them after my summit. (laughs) (laughs) Note to self. So as you're going through, so you have your ebook, everything you need to know about social media marketing. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about that because I get that question a lot from people and social media is not my area of expertise. So Mm -hmm. what are some of the big maybe misconceptions that people have around social media marketing that you end up dispelling for entrepreneurs, for example? Usually when people come to me in regards to social media marketing, it's because they haven't been successful and they do not see it as a business asset. They understand social media playing on Facebook, Instagram, but how to actually monetize it for their business. So many people don't understand that. And so when they come to me, the first thing I do is I take a look at their social media to figure out if there are areas for improvement. And what I began to notice is that most people who are struggling do not discuss their business. They feel as if their friends and their family don't want to hear about it or people won't like them or people will unfriend them if they discuss their business. And so I always ask, how do you expect people to purchase from you or buy from you if they don't know what you do? Or I'll go to their Instagram and I'll take a look and it's, it's rainbows and unicorns or, you know, shoes. And I'm like, but what does this have to do with your business? And so you can share parts of your life and different things that you enjoy. But at some point, the people have to understand and know what you do if you want to be able to monetize social media. One of my rules of thumb that I always try to keep in mind is my rule of three where I will make two personal posts and then one business post. So I'm Mm. not overdoing it with the business, but people know what I do. I mean, I can tell you everyone on my social media is clear on what I do. So I, I think that's the most important thing is don't be shy and don't be afraid to talk about your business because, you know, people will say to me, well, Sharifa, how do you do social media? Because I can't find anything interesting about my business, which is, you know, for someone to even verbalize and say that it's like, okay, you're not interested in your business. If you're not interested in your business, how do you expect anyone else to be interested in your business? But when you really think about what you love about your business, I'm pretty sure you can find some way of sharing that with other people. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I so agree with that because 
the number of clients who come to me and they're wanting to know how to do social media right. They're wanting to know and they're like, I don't want to be that guy. And I'm like, well, explain to me what's that guy, right? And I'm putting air quotes around. I don't want to be that person, that salesperson. So what does that look like? And they're able to verbalize it. In many cases, it's all they ever post about are their buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Okay, great. So don't do that. Right. Right. So now it's a matter of, okay, so if I'm not saying buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, what are some ways that people can talk about their business? Because keep in mind, the people in this audience are direct sales, network marketing people who are very product based in terms of their business. And also the business opportunity is a part of how they make money. So what are some things that they could maybe begin to think about sharing as a business post that isn't Hey, buy my stuff. Well, I mean, I always recommend that people take a look at, I always don't recreate the wheel. Watch what the big boys do. Go to their social media and check it out. And it's those subtle advertisements that people respond to. Like, for instance, I remember when you were on the roundtable talk show, I was like, what is that? You have a doTERRA diffuser in the background, right? So you weren't trying to sell me on your product. But when you were a guest on the show, you have, just like now, we're doing this interview and your doTERRA diffuser is sitting right there beautifully mm-hmm. behind you so people can see it. And if someone is interested, then they can ask a question. And we started a discussion and you told me about the rollerball that you use for peace. Okay. Yeah. Guess what I did after the show? I went to my doTERRA website and I looked for the peace rollerball. Why? Because Jenny said, this is what she used to help her. So mm-hmm. right then it's a sale, but it's so subtle. So it's not about posting by my diffuser. Again, like I told you, I've sold Avon, I've sold Melaleuca, I've sold doTERRA. But when I sell, I don't say buy my diffuser. I let people know that every night when I calm down and I turn off my electronics and I have to get into that out of corporate and more into personal relaxation mode, the very first thing I do is get my diffuser ready, put in, I love peppermint for some reason, peppermint Mm -hmm. is my go-to. And so I put in my peppermint oil and I share this experience and what I'm doing or when people see my pictures that I take outside of my studio and my personal life, my diffuser is right there. I do the same thing. So it's not Mm -hmm. people love to buy, but they hate to be sold. So just keep that in mind. Just let them watch what you're doing and enjoy your life. And people will go, you know what? I want to do that too. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, it's the benefits that people are buying. People don't care about the oil in and of itself. Like the oil isn't what they want. They don't want this like rollerball thing, this one more thing that they have to do in their day. What they do want is the calm and the relaxation. What they do want is the ability to help create an experience for themselves, whether it's calming and relaxing or getting themselves pumped up and woken up in the morning. Cause <laughs> yep. Now I'm not a doTERRA lady. I have a doTERRA membership, right? Like a Sam's club membership for oils, right? I can utilize. So when I'm here at my desk, the oils that go in this diffuser are ones that pump me up, keep me focused, keep me working, keep me awake while I'm working, while I'm getting in the mode to do a podcast interview or work with a client or any of those things, whatever mood that I want to create for myself, scent is the most powerful sense that we have to get us into a particular mood. 
Did you guys know that? Think about it. When you walk into a room and you smell something and you go, oh, that takes me back to a time, a place, a person. It awakens memories, feelings, emotions. Scent is incredibly powerful, right? So if you can begin to, through your social media, now, obviously, you're not going to be sending smells to people through social media, <laughs> but if you can begin to utilize that benefit that people want, they want the calm, they want the awakeness, they want whatever it is that they're looking to create in their life, getting rid of insomnia or, you know, being able to stay awake during the day or pumped and powered in the middle of their afternoon without having to, you know, chug a soda with caffeine or drink a coffee. That's a whole different experience, right, Sharifa? So in the social media, what are some ways that people can begin to create those? Here's the benefit I'm getting, right? What are some posts that you might recommend for somebody to attract attention without saying, buy my stuff? Just out. This is one tip that helps for me. Pick a person in your mind that you are posting to, that you are writing to, and speak directly to that person. If I wanted to share something with you, Jenny, I wouldn't say, Jenny, go to Target, buy this you know, item. I would say, this is what I do. I loved it. I went and picked it up. You should check, you should check it out. You should get one. Oh, and by the way, you can pick it up at this store, but it's talking to that person specifically. How would you talk to your friend? How would you share with your friend? How, you know, what would you say? Because word of mouth advertising referrals is still the number one top best form of marketing and advertising, hands down, I don't care whether you're talking about PPC, uh, Facebook ads, it doesn't matter. Word of mouth advertising, because even if someone sees an ad, they're still going to go to their friend and go, have you heard about this? Do you know about this? What do you think about this? My mom and I, we just got new printers. Why did my mom get a new printer? Because I got a new printer and I was like, oh, I like this printer. This printer is supposed to be a top of the line where it doesn't use ink cartridges anymore. It uses bottles of ink. So it comes with a bottle of ink. And so it's supposed to print over 15,000 more pages than a regular printer. So I was excited. I called my mom and told her about this new printer. My mom bought a new printer. So right then the company has two new sales just because I was excited about the features of an everyday printer. Right. Mom didn't care about the printer. She cared <laughs> about your excitement, your passion and the benefit of doing that. So God, I love that. Now you did mention something in there that I want to make sure in case people um, are not fully aware of that. You said PPC and is that pay-per-click? Yes. Okay. So let's explain pay-per-click. What does that mean? Because some people may be going, wait, what? <laughs> PPC, pay-per-click advertising is still one of my go-tos. And that's what you do when you have Google advertising or your Facebook marketing, you're actually paying the advertiser is paying each time a person clicks on their ad or clicks on their link. So they're charged per click as opposed to other forms of marketing and advertising where you may pay once per month for an ad to run. It's different ways of paying for advertising. And I just kind of prefer pay per click because then I'm only charged by the people who actually go to my website and who are interested in my website. Ah, uh, very smart. Very good. Now, as you go through with this social media marketing and you're creating two personal posts to every business post, you're posting for the benefits. What are some other ways that people can begin to, in addition to social media, really begin to get the word out about who they are and what they do and what they can offer? 
Okay, so I'm going to answer this question. I don't know if it's specific to the question that was asked, but let me just tell you this and give you a little bit on my background. First of all, I have a sales background. I've been selling all my life. One of my first top sales positions was a sales supervisor for cheap tickets. And one of the first lessons that I learned in as a sales supervisor is this expression, T-A-L, which means they all lie. Customers will tell you they don't have the money, they can't buy it, they don't want it. And if you believe that, you will never be successful in sales. You have to understand that they all lie. People will tell you they don't have any money and then they will go buy a $2,000 iPhone. And you're like, wait a minute, you didn't have any money. People buy what they want. So another position that I had was working for American Express. And I started at American Express Platinum Travel as a reservationist making reservations. And their quota was $150,000 in sales. Their top agents were selling $300,000 in sales. I was doing half a million dollars a month in sales. And they came to me and they said, Sharifa, we want you to go into training and we want you to teach people how to sell. And I said, well, I really don't do everything by the book. And they said, we don't care which book you do it out of, just <laughs> teach the people how to sell how you sell. And so I was like, okay. And so I became a sales trainer and they, what they, they had me do what they call double jack, which means that I would sit down with a person and I would listen to their calls. I will listen with them and listen to how they did the call and then actually teach them how to sell. And what I began to see is that most people didn't have a problem selling. They had a problem taking calls because they really didn't want to do the work. They really didn't want to sell and they really didn't want to talk to people. So where I, as I was doing over a hundred calls per day, some people may do eight calls in a day. So the answer is eight calls, 20 calls is if you want to make more money in sales, direct sales and marketing, you, the first thing is how many people are you talking to? Because so often we go, Oh, I'm not making any money. I'm not making any sales. It's the product. Okay. Well, how many people have you discussed the product with? And that includes social media. How many people have you reached on social media with your product? How many people have you reached on Google advertising with your product? How many people have you gotten on the phone and spoke to today about your product? How many people have you emailed today about your product? How many people have you text? I see you. I know you see a pattern here, Jenny. But I do. Always the numbers. I mean, it's kind of quieted down now, but it used to be everybody was into the law of attraction. And I tell people my law, my favorite law is the law of averages. If you speak to enough people in a day, the law of averages simply says the likelihood that you're going to get more yeses increase. But most people, they're afraid. They don't want to ask. They don't want to get turned down. They don't want people to like them. They don't want to, all these don't want to's that they just simply do not speak to enough people. So whether it's social media, marketing, whatever it is, word of mouth, speak to enough people and you will be successful. Amen to that. I do have to say the one thing that my top clients all have in common is they pick up the phone. And for those of you who are listening right now and you can't see what I'm doing, I'm holding up my smartphone and showing it. They actually pick up their phone and use it for the thing which it was designed to do, which is make phone calls and talk to people. Because here's the thing about text messages, Facebook messages, you know, anything where you're typing it in, they cannot hear your passion. 
I'm sorry. You cannot convey passion in a text message, not without writing a novel. And at that point, you may as well just click the dial button for the person that you're texting and call them instead because they can't hear it. They can't hear that passion. And I think that the phone call piece is the big differentiator between those people who are tops in sales and those who are not where they want to be in sales. Yes. I mean, but sometimes you have to do it literally in baby steps. When we were at American Express, we would have a folder every day, a list of people that we spoke to. We have to make notes just in case we had to refer back to that call. But if you look at your notes and you can get a notepad and number it, write down the names of the people you spoke to, write notes. Maybe someone was interested, but they said not now. Call them two weeks from now and say, okay, I spoke to you last week, but you weren't interested. I'm just following up to see how you're doing, to see if I can be a benefit to you. But so often we just don't follow up. We don't put the effort and you really have to. That's what successful people do. That's why I tell people, people ask me about being successful. I'll say, I follow up. That's one of the things I will do. I will follow up. I do. I do not believe in the word. No, that that word does not exist. It does not come across my radar. You may have said no. I'm gonna call you back and, and follow up and say, you know what? I know it wasn't a good time for you. I didn't ignore it. They said, no, it wasn't a good time for you. Right. So mm-hmm. now maybe a better time and you just keep talking and eventually you'll see that the more people you speak with, the higher your sales will increase. I definitely agree with that. And one of the greatest things and as a coach, as a consultant, I'm sure you can back me up on this. Sometimes we learn as much from our clients as they learn from us. And one of the greatest things I've ever learned from one of my clients is this really awesome way to set up a follow up call, which is so when someone says not now. Mm -hmm. The question you ask them is, when can I follow up with you such that I don't drop the ball, but you don't feel pushed? Mm. That question right there opens the door because now they have the power. The other person has the power, which, again, you're not selling them. You are helping them make an educated buying decision and they pick the time frame that says, "Okay, not now, but when might be the right time Mm -hmm. next week, three weeks, a month six months. And then all you have to do is set a reminder in your digital calendar, that smartphone that I held up earlier, (laughs) you can set reminders to pop up and say, okay, call Sharifa. She said no in, you know, March of 2021. Not now's the time, but she said yes to September 1st. And then you can call them back up and say, as promised, I said, September 1st, (laughs) or you said September 1st, let's have a conversation, right? Yes, but that's key though. You, Jenny, you, I can see why you at the top of sales and whoever said that was remarkable because one of the things I always teach is stay away from yes or no questions because if you give somebody the opportunity to say no, they will just because just because that's human nature, not because they don't like you, not because they don't have the money, is they don't really want to deal with it. So they say, oh, no. So I always ask, my favorite question is what would you prefer? That's how we frame it. Would you prefer me to follow up with you in a week or two weeks? Which one would you prefer? It's not a yes, it's not a no, is you gonna do this in a week or you gonna do this in two weeks? Which would you prefer? And most people don't have the heart to really say, I don't wanna talk to you. So they'll say, "Uh, give me a week. Okay, a week later, 
since I set my reminder, I'm going to call them back and say, last time we talked, you know, we discussed following up. It's weak, you know, and then you just keep continuing the conversation. And eventually, and, and, and when I say eventually, I'm not talking five years from now. It could be the second call. Someone is going to take the action. But over time, with all of the calls that you're making, things began to steamroll and you just see your sales increase one after another. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Those who follow up have a greater chance at accessing the 60% of people who buy after the fourth call. This is a true statistic out of Notre Dame University. 94% of salespeople will give up by the fourth phone call. Most buyers don't say yes until the fifth phone call. 60%, 60% of buyers will say yes around the fifth phone call. So most people have given up and they've taken away their shot at 60% of the sales. Right. But you know why though, Jenny? It's because that person begins to think this really must work or this really must be an import be important for this person to keep calling me. And then they go, well, let me, let me really take a look at it. Cause I know Jenny's going to keep calling me. So let me just look at it right now. And they do, but most people, like you said, absolutely. They give up after the first phone call and you have to really think most people have so much going on in their world that that call may not even be about you. You know, they may be dealing with a spouse or a child or work or, you know, maybe they just had a flat tire when you called the first time. They're Mm -hmm. trying to change their flat tire. They really don't want to talk about your business or what you have going on. But two weeks from now, when they're sitting in their living room and the world is good and life is wonderful, they just hit the lottery. It's a better time (laughs) for them to talk. (laughs) Yeah. And then they're taking all the calls from all the other people who want in on the lottery money, right? All those long distance cousins that they haven't heard from ever. (laughs) Exactly. I'm one of those long distance cousins. I call right on time. Oh, I love it. I love it. So Sharifa, as you move forward with your business, with what's on the horizon for Sharifa, more talk shows, more books. I think you have another Senate run going on. What's next for Sharifa? It's just the same path. I've been doing this for years, helping people, helping business, sitting down, having conversations with entrepreneurs and business owners about how to make them successful. That is my passion. You know, as a business consultant, I can't say that I'm successful unless my clients are successful. So it's just more of helping people. And right now there are so many small business owners who are suffering, who did not receive the PPP loans, who, you know, have been affected with COVID, but there's money on the table. There are things that they can do. There are small changes without even funding that businesses can make. And that's what what I do. I have a knack. I have a gift. I've been blessed to be able to take a look at a situation, a website, a social media, make certain tweaks and then monetize it. Because I'll give you one example. A lot of times it's mindset. I was on a panel with this young lady and she wasn't talking to me. We just happened to be on the same panel. And she literally started crying because she wanted to help people and she wanted to change their world and all this other stuff. But she couldn't figure out how to do it and pay the rent. So I said, you know what? I said, let me help you. I said, I'll give you three, 30 minutes, complimentary, no fee, but I can see what you're struggling. And I guarantee you, I can help you become more profitable. I didn't know anything about her business, never visited her website. That's just, I just know what I know. Let me just mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. And so after the panel, I, I sat down with her and I reviewed the website. And so I asked her, I said, on your website, 
there's a book. I said, you have your ebook and it's for $3. You know, why don't you have a hard copy? She goes, oh, I do. I said, where is it? And she's like, it's on this page. So I go to the page and there's the, e the hard copy book for $24.99. So I said, okay. I said, but how do you make the majority of your money? She says, well, I offer coaching classes. And, you know, if they sign up for six months or whatever it is, that's how I make the majority of my money. That's $2,500. I said, okay, well, where is that? She said, well, it's on this page. So I said, okay, so let me understand this. Your $3 ebook is on the homepage, yet your $24 book and your $2,400 package are hidden somewhere on the, on the website. I said, that is a mindset. It's a mindset. There's something in your mind that's telling you that, oh, I can only ask for $3 because that's mm. all I believe I can get. And so we changed it around. We put her, her actual courses on her homepage and the, that simple change. I always tell people, do what you do all the way to the bank. And so now she's doing what she does all the way to the bank. Ah. Oh. I love it. Okay, that's the title of this episode. Do what you do all the way, all the to, the way to the bank. <laughs> oh, so good. I'm writing it down so but I don't forget true, it. But it's true, though. It is. Yeah, it's, it is. dive into that a little more. I mean, because this is the thing. And this, I always tell people also, I'm an ordained minister. I really believe in God and spirituality. And I, if you if you just stand on what that aspect of it, I believe that we were all given at least one talent. Some people were given more than one talent, right? But people forget that you were given a talent for one reason only, just simply one reason. And that reason is for you to survive on earth. And survival includes paying the mortgage. Survival includes paying the car note. Survival includes having a really nice dinner, but people just don't use their talents. So I say, if, if you can show me anyone who isn't successful, I will show you someone who is not using their talents. So that's why I always say you will do it all the way to the bank. If you are using your tally, you have to. It's inevitable. There's no way it's one plus one equals two. Basic math. Use your talent. You will be successful. Oh, yeah, because that's what attracts people to you. Mm -hmm. Right. When you can do this thing that they can't do, that's what people are buying is the solution to their problem. Right. And so for many of us, it might be a specific product. Right. And for others of us, it's a service that we're providing a talent that we have. It's our purpose, our calling. And it's so obvious that for you, it's helping people understand how they're calling, how their purpose, what their talent is and how it connects to monetization, how they yes. can make money off it, because we often undervalue. So I think this is the psychology behind that young lady you were just talking about. The psychology is we undervalue the things we're good at because what we assume we're good at, we think other people must be good at too. And what we don't often recognize is that thing that we're good at, it's our superpower. Yes. It's our thing that nobody else can do or very few other people can do in the way that we do it. And so there are going to be people who are attracted to that because they see that as a superpower. They yes. don't see that as, oh, I can do that too. Like anything and everything I do, I know that I learned how to do. I know same is true for you, Sharifa. You have everything that you do can be taught. Yes, it absolutely can be taught. You know how I know that? Because when every one of us was born, none of us could even speak English. <laughs> yes. Right. 
everything we are doing now in this time we have learned how to do, whether it was by accident or on purpose, we've learned how to do. So if it is learnable, we can do it. But I love that. Do what you do all All the way way to the bank. Oh, it's perfect. And if you don't wind up at the bank, I'm telling you, and I don't, I do not say this to be me or arrogant. I'm telling you, it's just a fact. If you don't wind up at the bank doing what you do, it's, there's a disconnect. There's a blockage. There's something has to be corrected so that you can reap the benefits of what you were here to do. Like for me, I was homeless. I was laid off eight times divorced twice. I was struggling with life, but that was because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. I was a talker. My mom was like, if you don't stop talking all my life when I was a kid, but guess what? Now I earn a living as a talk show host. So what is your passion? What is it that you could do if no one would pay you, pay you, figure that out. And then you'll figure out what you're meant to do here on this earth. Oh, that is perfect. Absolutely. And I agree. It's we undervalue. So we don't put a value to our worth for that superpower, that talent that we have that nobody else has. And if we can switch that mindset, and it sounds to me like working with Sharifa is going to help you do that. (laughs) You know, talk, talking to Sharifa, I mean, ask Sharifa.com. Why not go check it out? So is that the best way that people can get a hold of you if they want to ask Sharifa something? Absolutely. But it, it, I tell people, I am the most available person you will ever meet. Like I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can email me. I don't care. Send a carrier pigeon. I don't care. If you have a question, ask Sharif. I'm always more than willing to help. And it's so funny because we talked about referrals and word of mouth. For 20 years, I've received the same call. Someone will call me and say, um, Sharifa, I don't really know exactly what you do, but Jenny said, ask Sharifa. And then I just start talking. And by the time we're finished, they're like, oh my God. And then it just repeats. They'll tell somebody else and that person will say, well, I don't know what you do, but you know, so that's how I get most of my business. And that is amazing because again, what are people telling their friends about the benefits they got from talking? and asking Sharifa, I was able to monetize my website. I was able to monetize my social media. I was able to turn this superpower into money, right? So audience, BDSM crew, you guys know how this works. You want to reach out to Sharifa. All you have to do is as long as you're not driving, grab (laughs) your phone, Click on the episode that's on your phone right now. Scroll up just a little bit and you'll see all of Sharifa's contact right there. We will have access to all of it, all her shows. Go check them out because I'm telling you, you will learn something. And if you're not spending time learning, mm, no wonder you're having trouble monetizing. I'm just saying when you learn more, you earn more. So, and the way you learn, by asking. And so asksharifa.com. Go check her out. I highly recommend the conversation with her. She and I have been chatting back and forth since the roundtable talk show, and she is an invaluable resource, guys. So check her out. So Sharifa, thank you so much for being so giving of your time and expertise here on the show. I am so happy to have you here. And given your depth of knowledge, 
we are going to have you back. This is a <laughs> no brainer right here to get Sharifa back. Cause if we can ask Sharifa anything, maybe we'll do a panel talk and have an ask Sharifa of all the Sharifa fans from the badass direct sales mastery community asking you questions. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That. I would love that. That sounds like fun. Oh, That sounds like a lot of fun. I would love to do that. Oh, well then I'm going to put you down for an ask Sharifa panel. I'm writing it down. That's why, <laughs> that's why I'm talking while I write. So I think that would be a fabulous follow-up to all of this. So BDSM crew, you guys know how this goes. First off, we're going to thank Sharifa for her time. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. It was a pleasure. Oh, awesome. And crew, you guys know, stay tuned because there's another badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the Dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.